You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome, welcome. That is such a big monitor. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, I got, uh, it was Amazon Prime. Um, this is the before the after the show discussion. But it's Amazon Prime Day this week. If most people probably know what it is. This past week. Yeah, because it's become a big thing on the internet. And you can get bargains from Amazon, which isn't strictly true, because it's very difficult, me being a Blu-ray fan. I waded on Wednesday night, I waded through 675 pages of Blu-ray deals, what they had. And I found one Blu-ray that I actually wanted, which was 99 cents. And it was The Legend of Billie Jean from the 80s. So I did pick that up. But the other thing I uh, picked up, and this is this never happens. It's really <laughs> difficult to get one of Electronics those. Electronics are the hard one. Yeah. Like really hard. And um, what Amazon promised they would have that day was lightning deals for high-definition televisions. And I've been looking for to replace... I've got two 24-inch monitors on my desk. I've been looking to get a bigger one for... I play a lot of Overwatch at my desk and gaming. And I've just been looking to get a bigger monitor for my desk. So, uh, about four o'clock that day on Prime Day, I saw a tweet from Cheap Ass Gamer, actually. So, thanks to them, I guess. And it said, $100 40-inch high-def TVs on Amazon Prime Day. Be quick. So, I literally pressed the button. It loaded the page. I looked at the monitor. And I'd seen it before. And it was one that I kind of liked. And I pressed Add to Cart. And then I, I thought, do I have to buy it right now? And it said, you've got 15 minutes to make your decision. But you, it's yours, basically, if you pay for it. So for 15 minutes, I, I quickly went and researched it. Is it good? Does it have good color? Is it bright enough? It all checked out good. And I got Like it. a 40-inch TV for $99 isn't a good enough deal for you. No, just, but, it, I mean, just a it, random... it could have been... Uh, but you could have hung uh, it on the bedroom wall. There are, there are TVs and stuff that people say, like, crap out really quick sure. or whatever. But this one turned out... And uh, I got a 40 inch TV, high def, and I'm using it as my monitor. It is awesome. $100. It's nice and big. I wish you could just look at that instead of having to look at my PC for your little template. It's probably the best bargain. I've had some bargains in the past. They weren't really bargains. That I've jumped on. But that one seems like one of the best. Because I've bought a video card for my computer that costs three times as much. As much <laughs> yes, <that>. easily. <laughs> so you got the tablet that I now have more than five years ago. That was a good one. The ninety-nine dollar one that yeah. was supposed to be five hundred. Yeah, five hundred dollar tablet yeah. for ninety-nine. That was actually on par with this one, I think. Yeah. Because you're still using it I five am. years later, so it's pretty good. So that's the before they have the discussion. Boring for anyone who doesn't have a big gigantic monitor on their desk. But uh. Amazon Prime Day, if you're very diligent, maybe you'll get something. But, I mean, it is literally a one in a million chance. Yeah. For everyone like me, I'm going to sit there and dick around. I'll just be like, if I really want it, then in a few months, if I have enough, I'll get it. But in the moment, I'm not going to sit there and, like, click, 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 click. I was kind of like a, a bit like a ninja on that. And I was like, no, I'm not getting this. No way. It's already... Well, it said 98% taken when I <laughs> pressed the button. I was like, I'm not getting one of these. But I, I did. So... It is Saturday, July the 16th. This is after the show. We're a weekly movie podcast. We review movies. Uh, this is the 436th edition of the show. We've been going for quite some time. And uh, what we're looking at this week is a brand new Blu-ray release. It's out this Tuesday. It's Batman vs. Superman, the Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition. Say that three times without messing it up. It's a 2016 release. It'll be released on Blu-ray, like I said, this Tuesday, July the 19th. It's rated... Uh, there's actually both cuts on this Blu-ray. There's two discs, three discs altogether. But you get the theatrical cut or the Ultimate Edition. We watch the Ultimate Edition. We don't know about the theatrical cut. We didn't see it in theatres. So we're reviewing the Ultimate Edition. And this is from our friends at Warner Brothers. So Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of uh, Batman v Superman. Really? Dawn of Justice. Really? I think that... I think the title is your synopsis. <laughs> it is Batman versus Superman. And it's and it the, is dawn the dawn of, Justice. of the Justice League because we're introduced to Wonder Woman and it hints at some other Justice League members. Now, if you're not as old as us, correct, you're probably not familiar with the Justice League because I watched Justice League as a cartoon back in the day. So to me, Dawn of Justice tells me everything I need to know. 
All this is, while it is a story in and of itself, you got Lex Luthor, he's a dickhead, he's got the kryptonite, Superman, Batman, Batman gets pissed because Superman destroys the city in the process of trying to get rid of Zod back in the day. In Man of Steel. Yes. So, now we've got an annoyed Bruce Wayne and uh, Superman who's struggling with his role in the world and how whether or not he's good or bad. And, you know, I like that. That is my favorite element of the whole, all the arcing of the story of the modern telling of superhero stuff. And then in the middle of it, when they both can't handle it, who shows up? Wonder Woman. So, there's just not. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so, preface this with, we didn't see... The we we see we saw Man of Steel. I absolutely loved it. It's like a ten out of ten Man of Steel for me. I, let's I don't let's preface this by saying you really, really, really like Zack Snyder movies. Yeah, like it's not. It's fair to say that they're some of your favorite movies ever. Punch. Yeah. I was gonna say Punch Drunk Love. That's another one, but I mean this one was Sucker Punch. Sucker I really punch. love, and not many people did. Um, the Watchmen. I absolutely adore it. It also fell on deaf ears. Steel, you love. So you are yeah. a fan in that camp already. Now, if you didn't like it, you wouldn't pretend, but I'm just saying you already are a fan of the style and the I do darkness love, I and think, all that kind of stuff. I think Zack Snyder's cinematography... So everything say. you're going to say is a little bit in that direction. So, but what I wanted to say is because we've not seen the th- we didn't see the theatrical cut. And when this movie came out, um, there was a lot of negative press. Negative reviews, Rotten Tomatoes score was really low. People did not like this movie in general. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of people who love the movie, but there is a lot of vocal, we don't like this movie. Now, that was the theatrical cut. Now, we saw the ultimate cut, which is 30 minutes different. It's not just a few scenes that are added. There's a lot of footage there, 30 minutes. So, I came out of this movie thinking this was a great movie. I loved it. I, I was like, what? what is the fuss about? This was a fun, thoughtful, kind of a clever script. Thoughtful, very appropriate to our times, especially with what's going on in the world. Especially this week, even. Um, and just, it, the script felt intelligent to me, instead of, like Marvel movies, I love them also, but they are very, they are like super comic booky, aren't they? I mean, they, uh, they, they get silly, they're one-liners. This is not that. This is like a, a serious superhero movie. Definitely. Now, if you expect him one-liners, you ain't getting them in this movie. It is very grim from the start. It is, we're fucked kind of thing. Um, deal with it. Some stuff happens during the film. You might not, you know, there's a there's a thing that's almost like a terrorist act that happens that I know some people might, it might grate them a bit because it's too near to real life events. I can see some things wrong with the movie for some people. You know what you said. I, mm-hmm. I can I can see that it's all it's very much doom and gloom. Um, should we say spoilers? Spoilers. So. Go away from this podcast <laughs> now. Leave. Goodbye. Come back when you've seen this movie. Um, spoilers. You have been warned. Spoilers. <laughs> okay. The okay, ending okay. of this. The ending of this movie is not a happy. Uh, how much do I love sad endings? I love them because it. Because to me, if you do an ending like this movie. And, you know, to say what happens at the end of this movie, Superman dies, okay? It is not what people want, is it? They don't want their superhero to be dead. It is very sad to witness when you're watching it. There's a funeral. It it definitely tugs at your heartstrings. Um, I can see why that would have irked people. Because Superman's the man, isn't he, for them? He's their hero. You can't defeat him. He's supposed to be almighty, right? Some of us aren't convinced. Right, but still, I mean, he's supposed to be, you know, undefeatable, basically, yet he dies in this movie. Now, don't think for a second that he's dead forever, because of course he's coming back at some point. There'll be a reason why he comes back. The sun will shine and he'll cut rice from his grave. (laughs) Something. Because as we know, Mm. uh, if you watch Man Steel, his, I was going to say his kryptonite, as we say in life, his kryptonite is kryptonite, right? Yeah. That's the thing that'll kill him. <laughs> and his, the reason that he's so strong on Earth, not only is he strong on Krypton, as just the natural way he is, but our the radiation from our sun makes him stronger even. It's like the thing that keeps him healed if he gets injured and all that. So, 
And he's pretty injured. And I've been watching... And we've really blown to the end of this movie, but, I mean, I know that sounds yeah. to you like the big deal. I but mean, in the comics, Superman is dead at some point and all that kind of stuff. The Death of Superman comic of Superman, is yeah. what this movie is kind of inspired by. Like, like they didn't copy it exactly, but this whole storyline right. of him dying is that. So, yes, Superman dies. It is not a fake Superman death. He's dead, right? There's a funeral. He's dead. The, the last shot, the very, very, very final <laughs> shot. More um, spoilers! You know, that very final shot. But who's who's going to believe Superman's dead anyway? I'm not. DC don't kill off their main hero, do they? No. It's, it's, it's very... So, let's just say, you do get a death of Superman in this movie, but it's obvious he's going to be back. There's some reason he'll come back, and he will. Um... So I can see why that would hurt people, because they probably think, oh, finally, they've killed Superman and we're never going to see Superman again. No, that's not the case. Who would think that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like their number one property, DC. When you think of DC, you think of Superman. Why would they kill it? It's stupid. They wouldn't. So don't worry about that. But uh, I can see why people... Now, okay. Other complaints I heard about this movie, which I do not share is that Lex Luthor was a bad portrayal of Lex Luthor. I've never seen a portrayal of Lex Luthor like this one, and that actually made it more interesting, because I've seen the other one at least three times, the other one, and... What do you mean, the other one? Like the other portrayal of Superman. Um, it's been all different, though. They're I mean, the other portrayal of Lex Luthor. Uh, Gene Hackman was different. Gene Hackman and Kevin Spacey, Spacey almost the same portrayal of it. I disagree. It's I think the goofy that one. Kevin Spacey is super cocky. Gene Hackman is like hapless almost, but he happens to have a lot of money and power in his little world. And then the one in the TV show from the fifties. I don't is, remember that one. It's very much like the uh, one from the seventies. It's just a hap, you know. Also, if you're not as old as us, the real Superman movies. I mean, come on, it's Superman. Yeah, Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the real one. So anything after that has to... And then they're goofy and they're stupid and they're crazy and they're wacky. But I'm telling you now. I'll just put this in there because this is Superman related. One of my favorite scenes of all movies of all time. And as we know, I've seen many thousands of movies in my life. I know what you're going to say. Should I say it? Yes. It's where <laughs> Superman goes around the world really, really fast and uh, rewinds time. Why, though? Why does he do it? To save his love. To save Lois Lane. And while I'm not a huge Lois Lane fan until now, cause I, and I loved her then, because, I mean, she was fine, but that, it just, I don't know why. Even when I originally watched it, I felt this, like, oh, like, he will, that's the thing about Superman. And even now, this thing about, he's just a dude from another world. There's nothing special about him except he's different than us, right? So his failing, as with all men, let's be very honest, is the loved one. It could be... Whoever it is, the mother, the he girlfriend, still loves their boyfriend, people, their husband, he? whatever it is, it's somebody they love, and they will say, fuck the world, I am going to save this person, and he does it over and over exactly. and over again, so no matter who it is. So the universal theme, even like him as an alien, still loves people, his mother. Yeah, is, you even know. bad guys, that yeah. will be their fall, is that they are in love with somebody, or someone is there. Or they care about something. In a way that is their weakness, ultimately. And so that is one of my favorite scenes. And I feel like this Superman still has a... Obviously, we see him. He saves Lois Lane a couple of times to the detriment and to sort of the spark that makes him look... makes people start thinking. As our modern world takes things is way different than we did in the 50s and 60s. 40s, 50s, and 60s. And some people's minds work in different ways. Some people are very clear-cut. If there's a bad guy and Batman either kills him or gets rid of him or puts him in prison or does whatever he does, then yay, Batman. Right. Someone else will say, well, why does Batman get to do that? Because if all of a sudden Batman decides to turn on you or me, because he's taken an even higher self-righteous platform about what's right and wrong, and all of a sudden he turns all of his resources against all of us, then what? You know, that's the take I like. And that Superman, while... The question is, if you're going over here to save this person, no matter what you do, somebody over there on the other side of the world is dying because you're not choosing to save them. So why do you get to choose who lives and dies? And I love that choice. I love how it's very parallel to the concept of a god and they mention lots of 
mythology and legends and even and there's even religions imagery and, here that is straight yeah, up from it's like saying you know if we worship something and you pretend that it's all good and happy and perfect then the person who suffers because this deity of yours or this uh thing that you worship or your superhero has chosen to save you and you're all happy about it what about the guy who's still under the building that while superman came and carried you off Dies. The thousands that died. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the, so I, I love that that's in there. I think that'd be a lot of what people didn't like too. It's not very. It's really gray. It doesn't make superheroes seem like. No, they're not like superheroes. They don't seem heroic. And I love that Batman at one point says to him, like, because superhero, because Superman, never really has anything to fear except kryptonite. Right. That's it. That's the only thing he fears because right. that's the thing that'll kill him. So at one point, Batman, who is Bruce Wayne, he's just a dude. Says to him, see, now you're afraid. Like, superheroes yeah. aren't heroes. Right. Only men can be brave. Because we're all shit scared of everything, right? And yet, men and humans in real life brave against the things we know will kill us. Which is basically everything. Almost everything in the world and in the universe could. Everything down from a tiny little germ to just, I don't know. Anything. A brick falling off a building will kill me, right? So you should be afraid all the time. And yet we brave it. We're, and, and the heroes of our world are actual heroes. Whereas somebody who has nothing to be afraid of, he's basically just picking and choosing where to be and what to do. And I love that interjected so, in there. One of the criticisms of Man of Steel was the end fight against Superman and General Zod. Superman, you know, caused a lot of damage to the city, and obviously, if you're looking at it, probably killed a lot of people. And that was a... People had a major criticism of Man of Steel. In fact, they went to town on it because of that. Now, cleverly, I don't know if that was the plan before this movie, or this was an answer to those people. This movie starts with Batman witnessing... Uh, Bruce Wayne, actually, witnessing... It, it goes back to Man of Steel. And it shows you the invasion happening of General Zod. And it shows you Bruce Wayne in Gotham, which is, you know, miles away from Metropolis, but he can, you can see it and his damage. And it shows the damage happening as though you're a bystander looking at it. Yeah, and, I love that. And, you know, I don't know if that was an after the case thought or it was always the plan. And I think they it just was let people the bitch. Plan. They just let people bitch and then, but it was gr great because it, Perfectly tight. That any questions you might have had of the ending of Man of Steel are all answered there. It's like Superman is trying to save everybody. We know the story. Yeah, he's not being a dick. He doesn't know he's the story. To, yeah, Superman's trying to save everybody. He's trying to save the world. And if there's some casualties, there there will be because in a war or anything, there's going to be some casualties. But his ultimate goal, Superman, is to save the world from General Zod. There's these machines in the air that are drilling through the earth. Like, he's trying to stop all that. But people get killed. And then, I, I just love the concept of, you know, <laughs> like us, as we're idiots. Like the, the humans going, well, this superhero god kind of guy who we worship, he's going to have to come to court and we're going to have to, you know, no. And I like, there's one line in this movie which I really like where they said um, about... You know, you have these superheroes. Why should they answer to your... Why should they conform to your thing? Like, and he does, as a, you know, Superman. He's a nice guy. He's he a does gentleman. come to the court. Thinking, as a gentleman. As a gentleman. <laughs> comes to the court, doesn't he, to answer for it. It doesn't matter. He could just kill everybody on the planet if he was pissed off, right? But he comes to answer for it. In fact, it's the same in Man of Steel. He just gives himself up and sits there with some handcuffs on in a, in a, in a room... He as can, if, as if. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just to go, well, I'll, I'll conform to your thing, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, I mean, so we try and control these superheroes in this movie as the humans try and, well, we worship you, but if you, you've done something wrong here, so now you should be punished by us. But we can't punish Superman. We can't punish. But see, that's the argument. What if Superman, and another theme in the movie is nobody stays good. Right. Like, no matter what you do, you're gonna get corrupted. Something's gonna corrupt so you. So Batman in this movie is quite different to Batman you've seen before. Sure, but I'm talking about like their thinking is 
right now Superman is saving us, but we don't know why. We don't know him. We know him as moviegoers. We've watched his story. We've read his comics. But the people of the world don't know that he truly just, like, he's been entrusted on this, landed on this planet, and his parents are the only reason he's in love with humanity. Right. They taught him to be strong and good and, and loving and care about people and do what's right. That's that's it. That's his link to wanting to do good, which in fact is everyone's link to wanting to do good. You know, if you're taught by somebody along the way in your life or somebody matters to you, you're going to want to preserve that person's happiness and wellness. And to be honest, you will do almost anything to do it. And that includes violence, that includes Damaging things, that includes a lot of things, because you want a bubble around that. He wants a bubble around Earth. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. I think that his ability to turn on us is the politician's view. Yeah. Right now he wants to save us. But tomorrow he but could kill us But what if somebody comes along, and I get, I'm just making this up, but negotiates with him and says, we want all of Earth's water or humanity to be our slaves, as is the storyline of many or, superhero stories. what if another enemy of his turns up and smash, and he yeah. has to fight them again? And yeah. we get trashed in We're them. just, yeah, we're yeah. just ants on the anthill getting yeah. stomped on. Yeah. So I understand that point of view. Right. Because he brings to the, as, as a superhero from another planet, he does bring with him some And that's problems. where the New Age yeah. kind of thinking comes in. Whereas in the past, I don't know, I've never read any comic books ever other than Archie. So I don't know any of the complications that get thrown at the stories along the way. But I can imagine that in the 40s and 50s, nobody questioned in the stories the, like, well, it's a superhero. They're just good. Yeah. And they're just, that's it. There wasn't gray no, areas. Yeah, like they that. are working with us, and they're they're doing good for the police, and they're doing good for humanity, and they're helping the cops and everything, and the law enforcement and the government. Whereas now, we've kind of, the world has matured. People have grown out of our sort of intellectual infancy, sort of, yeah. slowly but surely. And I think we go, we know the world better now, you know? So that's what I really like about this film. It, it is intelligent look at... What if superheroes really existed with us now in in today's day and age? What would be the issues associated with it? And yeah. these are all genuine issues that would come up if this happened in real life. If we did have a few superheroes show up and they're legitimate superheroes, the news would be exactly like the news reports in this movie. The news reports in this movie where people are just question, you know, they just sat there going, "So we should, what should we do? Like about this, you know, this guy, he could kill us all any second. Why are we trusting him? And, you know, it would be all that. People yeah. voting for and against. Uh, clever thing they do in this movie. I don't know if it's clever, <laughs> but it's a cool thing. Is they use reporters and newscasts and uh, news stories on the TVs in the... In the it's not clever. It's like really It's been done before, but... but in this one, it's done, a, it's done with all the big names that you can think of. It's the only way to tell it. The way they needed to yeah, tell it? Yeah, the way it. they needed to tell it. But they use, like, the real people. Like, uh, John Stewart uh, doing a bit of a satirical thing on the TV at one point. Who else? Um, Soledad O'Brien. Anderson Cooper. Is a, those people all stepped in to do little news pieces that make it feel more realistic. And make it feel like today to me. Like, this week, some horrible things have gone on. You sit down and watch the TV. The things that they're saying on the TV are similar to what they're saying in this movie. Um, so it's, it feels really now to me, like it feels, I know this was made a year ago, but it feels like the, the way the world is now, especially the last month or so, the paranoia, things that have happened that make the world a little bit scarier than it usually is, all seem to come together in this movie. It just seems so perfectly timed for that. So I liked all that. I thought it was, you know, well put together. Um... Batman v Superman. Batman versus Superman at some point in this movie. There's going to be a scrap. There is a scrap. It's re I liked it. I really liked the scrap. I like Batman's new suit. It's awesome, that new suit he has. He's, he's like a... What is he like? It's, it's so big. Like It's it's like a tank. This reminds me of the thing. Like he can't He's got these headlights good. in his... Uh, you know, well, basically, Batman has to fight Superman. <laughs> Batman is just, if he's in his normal suit, he's just a dude, isn't he, with some armor on? So He's still just a dude. Yeah, but Superman, if you're going to fight Superman, he's probably going to throw you at stuff. He's probably going to... So Batman wears a big armor suit. 
the biggest armor suit he's ever worn, right? It's it's almost it's almost like a mech suit. It's, it's like big. the thing. Yeah. When you think of how the thing looks, the rock guy from Fantastic Four. That's what it reminds yeah, me. Yeah, it is. So I love that. I love the new Batmobile. I thought that was awesome. That scene with the Batmobile where he was chasing, you know, and pulling using the winch to pull the cars up in the air and stuff. That was cool. I liked the new Alfred. Like the new vibe of Alfred, and really, what vibe is that? He's a he's a moany motherfucker. Let's is, just be straight up. But he's, he's not. He's, he's not super negative. He's not as subservient as no. But he's super the negative. One. There's not one positive, encouraging. Kind of what I liked. Brush brush the ego of him at all, as in our old Michael Caine days. He was where, just like yes, sir. Suit you, sir. Well, he was Mr. Wise yeah. and would feed up, you know. But also, Alfred didn't know how to do any of this shit. No. How that happened? He, they merged Morgan Freeman. With yes, Alfred, they totally they did. With Jeremy, That's what they did. Yeah. Jeremy Morgan Freeman was ditched in this guy. They brought the mad doctor back from, uh, what's the movie? Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing I really liked about this whole script, we all know Batman's story. We know it. We've, we've seen it so many times now. So instead of doing another origin story, we've just watched three Christopher Nolan Batman movies. They did the origin no, story. No, I'm saying instead of doing a whole new movie of like, oh, let's start, oh, yeah. let's start Ben Affleck Batman off. They just did... The first five minutes of this movie, we all know what happens. His parents get killed. He becomes Batman. We see that happen very briefly. In fact, it's just the opening credits. It's the very Zack Snyder thing with the slow motion. Mm-hmm. and the, It's like the opening credits to Watchmen. It's enough to know there's, there's your Batman. You've got a Batman now. He is called Bruce Wayne. He's played by Ben Affleck. And then when you do see Batman, you don't need all anything else. You just know who Batman is. The other thing I really liked about the Batman character is it's just a, one very small thing that they show. And when when Batman's walking through his cave or his apartment, it shows you a, a suit of armor inside a glass case that's got all the Joker's writing on it. Yeah. So you know, like, this is an older Batman who's already been through a lot of shit. He's, de- he's dealt with the Joker at some point. He's dealt with shit. The they Joker's in Arkham present, Asylum. They can't make him young. No. Adam, you know, he's he's got a load of baddies in Arkham Asylum already. He's locked all these bad guys up. He's older. He knows his shit. All his stuff's already developed. He's got all his car. He's got all his stuff. He's and just kind of pissed off. And I'm okay with replacing, with taking Christopher Nolan's Batman origin and then injecting it here. Which, I'm, which is the what whole, they did. Like, yeah. I, Same I like, story. Because he even showed you Wayne Manor burned up. Yep. There's no it, new thing to his origin. His parents are killed by mm-hmm. a criminal. And we don't yet. Obviously, in the old stories, it's tied to the master criminal guy. Yeah. But this time, it's just they're dead. We're literally showing you Wayne Manor. But this time, he's pissed off. Yeah, that's the he's thing. He's not all, like, bit, he's not all, like, damaged because of it. And, like, hurt. And, like, run off to find himself and cope and all that other shit. He's just pissed. And he even says... You know what my parents taught me? That you make this world suit you. Like, he's annoyed that his parents had the nerve to die in but the then, gutter. like, when he, you know, he has, he's obviously, he's, an, he's pissed with Superman and wants to fight him and kill him, actually, because he's like, fuck this guy, he's, he's killed a load of people. But then there's a connection between them, which makes perfect sense, yep. of a mother. Um, Made the, you think, what were they thinking over there at, Mar- at DC? I know. <laughs> um... Which I liked. It all tied together really well, this movie. It all, it all came together at the end. I thought, well, I felt satisfied with the whole thing. Yep, like, I did. Um, yes, it sets up another movie. But don't all superhero movies set up another movie? They always do, don't they? You know, And this obviously sets up more... Well, it sets up the Justice League movie. Perfect. It, it, you know, it sets up a Wonder Woman movie. It sets up an Aquaman movie. It sets up a Flash movie. It sets up a load of movies. The Suicide Squad. It sets that one up. So, yes, some people said, well, it sets too many movies up. It's just that this movie only exists for all those I don't movies. disagree with that. But I'm happy with the story I got in the meantime. Now, yeah. I discussed last week how I don't like this whole series of movie things. And I'm, I've been rethinking it and trying to think about it because I've always been kind of precious about movies. And it dawned on me at some point, I don't remember what I was thinking about. I think I was driving somewhere and just thinking about it, that... If we take the idea of a television series, because I'm in love with television as well, always was. I watched Wonder Woman when I was a kid, and Bionic Woman, and Charlie's Angels, and all the others, and I still watch lots of TV. My I rewatch a lot of TV, like MASH, and, you know, I'm into that sort of rewatching my old stuff. So, 
And I love that. I love that each show is a new uh, situation yeah. for my characters to be in. Each show is a different... If it's a progressive show, like, uh, or a show that has an arc story like X-Files, which I don't really care about the big story, but you do get a change in the characters, you get them developing over time. So, if that's what we're into now with movies, even though I find it really money-grubbing and kind of sleazy and disgusting, that's a whole other side of it, but then what's TV? It's just a method to get you to sit on your ass... Look and watch the, the box, commercials. Watch the TV show so that in between, and that's all radio and TV ever started as, a, an advertising delivery method outside of communications for military and government. I don't know if people know the history of these things, but that's what it was. And they're like, whoa, if we do a little Lucille Ball and a little uh, ra- um, uh, hi-ho silver and all that shit, but and tell the kids what cereal to eat and tell the moms to buy the hat for the kid and tell the moms to send us a dollar so they can be part of the magic uh, sci-fi, whatever, whatever, a Mickey Mouse Club. So, while I don't like that, that is part of it. Yeah. And if a studio, DC Studio, Marvel Studio, if their, indus- if their job now is to make us a ten-part series of movies over the next 15 years... Which with it is. all these stories, then how, to, I guess I've come to the conclusion, how is that different than them making ten different movies that I just have to be reintroduced again? That's my only issue with it still, is that each time I go to see a movie in the same series, I still want it to be, I want a bunch of new stuff. I don't want a new Batman every time, or a new Superman every time. I just want a whole new story and a whole new take with enough hints at the previous part of the story that... I, I'm up to speed, like Star Wars, you know, I get it. Yeah. I know who all the people are enough to s- skip over all that shit and just move us on with more of the story. So, I've kind of rethought it, and I'm I'm better with it. Now this, so, I'm looking forward to more installments of the DC world. And the next one is Wonder Woman next year. So, um, some people thought this should have really been just Man of Steel 2 and left Batman and Wonder Woman out of it and just had the story of... Um, Superman dealing with the people. Um, mm. That was how it was originally going to be. It was going to be Man of Steel 2. Some people say it should have been that. I actually think this works really well. I do too. Yeah, because I mean I can't speak to that because I didn't see that. Didn't no, it, but so. I think this I think this adds a lot more to the mix. Yes, Superman would have to deal with the people himself. Um, but it's all it's quite clear that. Bruce Wayne would be pissed about this. He's, you know, he saw a lot of his people die. So, why would he not be pissed about it? Um, so, I think that the story made perfect sense. I thought it was really intriguing. This movie's three hours long. It did not feel like three hours long. It, um, did it feel like three hours long to you? No, I love the length. I mean, it felt like it because it was substantial and I was in it. I went to pee four yeah. times, but still, I, mean, I, the, um, I, I liked the length. The yeah. Nolan movies were three hours long also. Um, but they always feel... They always felt great, like, you know, I just don't want it to end. I don't want this one to end. I want another episode of this immediately after, like I do when I watch a TV show. But, um, yeah, let's move on to the cast. Henry Cavill replays his role as Superman. We just saw him in um, Man From U.N.C.L.E. I really liked him in that. Mm-hmm. What do you think of him as Superman? I think he's loosened up, so I like that better. I didn't like his sort of mechanical way. I mean, he still has it a little bit, but he he shows enough while still being Mr. Mannequin. Enough of, like, what am I supposed... There's a little bit of emotion there, but I have to keep remembering. He's an alien yep. who is as hard as steel. Yep. He is not... He's not <laughs> he's the not guy human. you hang out with in the pub. He's not, he's not ever going to let those shoulders down and just be like, oh, you know, like, he's just not. He's not. I can't have that same expectation of him. So, I'm liking him more. He's still pretty... Do you, do you like him as Clark Kent? That's where he's the most... Wooden. Yeah. But it... But he's the same guy. He's got charm about him, though, I think. I still can't accept that everybody just doesn't... No. <laughs> even <laughs> even when he dies. I cannot accept Spoilers. It. Even when <laughs> Superman dies, and also in the paper, Clark Kent is also found dead. And then they do a burial. I mean... They got him over there, yeah. but not over there. Yeah, exactly. So is anybody looking over there in that box? No. <laughs> Did they just throw some bricks in there? Or I some think... steel? Did it melt him down? So, I don't know. I don't know either. That's a, that's a loophole. But I mean, they, they look identical. People. 
<laughs> a pair of glasses does not change you that much. Well, <laughs> not true, because look at us. And yeah, I know, but we, I mean, if I took my glasses off, you still recognize me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't go like, you don't go, oh, Cindy, oh, Cindy, Cindy where'd you go? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the glasses disguise is a bit thin. But it's funny. Yeah. So, um, the glasses disguise is used in pretty much every uh, superhero. Uh, I'm watching Supergirl at the moment. She wears a pair of glasses, just like him, Correct. and uh, everybody goes... Well, you, there's no possible way she could be Supergirl. I mean, wouldn't a better thing when they wrote the character that they have some kind of mind control over people that, you know, from, yes. they're from an alien world, they put on some kind of minefield, and then nobody ever twigs who they are. That would be better than a pair of glasses. So um, Ben Affleck, brand new, he comes in as Batman. You know, he's taken over from Christian Bale, who used to, was the last Batman. Uh, I think... I think he might be the best thing about this movie. I thought he was... I believed him. I was behind him. When he was mad at the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'm mad too now. I'm actually mad. And I love Superman. But I am mad because I'm seeing it through your eyes. Correct. And it's really pissing me off what's happening. So, yes, go and smash his head in Batman. I was thinking that. When um, you see Batman in his... When you see him as Clark Kent, he felt... He's not Clark Kent. He's, he's I mean, Bruce not Wayne. Clark Kent. He's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> now he's, that is a good disguise. He's so buff, like he buffed himself up. Like he, when he's doing that weight training in the movie to train to go. And, I'm like, that's probably just one of his workouts because look at the size of him. Like, <laughs> he's, he's he's like transformed his body. I liked his. Yes, he does. Uh, Christian Bale did this weird Batman voice, but this time it's better. It's way better, yes. and it's a synthesized module in yeah. his cape to make him sound more menacing. I guess. You can understand well, what so he you says. Don't can't tell. It's yeah. another trick to make yeah, you disguise. You can understand exactly what he says. Not Bale was mumbly, wasn't he? He sometimes didn't know what he said. I was a Batman. That's my least favorite thing of that whole series. I thought Affleck stole the show as Batman. I re- I I want him as Batman now. I uh, I was at first I was like, you know, Batman's. We've had many Batman Batman. Christian Bale, I don't think was the best Batman. I do like those movies, but I. Christian Bale was kind of a weak link, especially when he wasn't Batman, when he was actually playing... He was it's a bit too weird to be Bruce Wayne, I, th- I thought, sometimes. You know, that kind of weirdness he has about him. Um, ben Affleck doesn't have that. He just has this authority about him, which I think suits it better. So um, Gal Gadot plays Wonder Woman in this movie. There's, uh, there's three superheroes in this movie. What did you think of her? Love her. Yeah, she... I don't really know what else to say. She's from the Fast and the Furious movies. You'll have seen her. Um, Briefly. Yeah. As Giselle. Giselle, yeah. Um, She, uh... she French? I think she sounds French. No, she's not French. She might be Portuguese or something. Mm. But she... um, There's a moment in this movie, and it's a Batman v Superman movie, and Wonder Woman turns up, and... It put a big smile on my face, and I was like, yeah, Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, who, like, I know Wonder Woman's going to be in this movie, because she's on the box. But, yeah, she's Wonder Woman. She totally fits in this whole thing. Like, it's... I, I like her. I like... They introduce her kind of slowly. She talks to Bruce Wayne a few times. As Diane Prince. As Diane Prince. But she's mysterious a bit. You don't really... You know, you can't... Oh, you know who she was. Don't lie. No, I don't. I don't mean I don't know who she was. I mean, you don't get where she's coming from. Like, you don't get hundred percent like where she fits into this whole thing. I mean, you know she's going to don the suit and. Uh, well, she always works with CIA on these missions. But um, <laughs> and she reminded me a bit of um the way they did in the Nolan movies, the way um in the last one, that uh, Catwoman came about. Like they kept bumping into each other. It was kind of a bit. You know, he was curious about her and all that stuff. But um, when she actually becomes Wonder Woman in this movie, she is spot on. It's, it, that whole battle thing is cool. And she is just, she's but more badass than if you don't anything they... about Wonder Woman, you're going to be think, wondering, what the hell? Why how is she can, so... How is she so strong? Why is that lasso thing working? Why is that sword cutting into him? Because he's a big freaking beast. I mean, what, who? What is this? Because people might not know. And nobody ever says she's Wonder Woman. Nope, she's no. not Wonder Woman. You just have to... You have to know already that she's Wonder Woman, don't you? I mean, it's clear by how she looks, but if you've never seen comic book movies, Correct. you might not know what it is. And they don't go, oh, hey, look, it's Wonder Woman. They don't <laughs> no, do that. Like, it's not that corny, you know? 
But she is great, and there's a Wonder Woman movie coming next year that she's already completed with her in it. So I'm really interested to see that, because it looks interesting, her story. She goes back. Mm-hmm. There's a screenshot of her in, like, Amazonian times that I've seen on IMDb today. And I was like, wow, I want to see this uh, Wonder Woman story. It looks like it spans a big period of time. Uh, Amy Adams returns as Lois Lane. What did you think of Amy Adams? She was really good. I really liked her. I mean, I thought she brings a certain, like, almost non-Hollywoodiness in a lot of scenes. Not every scene, but a lot of times she's... You, you could almost imagine you're in not a big, huge action movie, There's and I some- like that. There's something about her, this won't mean anything to the listeners, but it will to you. There's something about her that reminds me of Kim. <laughs> Don't know what it is. It's like, I know like what you're something saying. about her. Yeah. There's a softness or something. Yeah, yeah. the way she kind of is. And a very pointy nose. But not just <laughs> visual, the way she is, yeah. like, as a person. I agree. Um, Kim's one of my best friends. Won't mean anything to anybody out there. One of my best friends. Uh, so, yeah, Lois Lane, good. And I'm glad she they didn't resort to her as being damsel in distress, even though she is a little bit. But she's more. She's got her own little storyline where she's investigating in this movie. Let's just put it this way: women save the day all, over and over and over in this movie. Yeah. If, whether they're there to do it, Zack right Snyder person, loves women. Or you can tell they're doing it because the idea of a woman brings a man to his senses. I mean, Zack Snyder loves the idea of powerful women. If you go and watch the movie Sucker Punch by him, it's the whole thing is a powerful woman movie. Um, and this also is too. Jesse Eisenberg plays Lex Luthor. Now he was the controversial one where everybody was saying this is terrible, nobody likes him, nobody wants this performance, somebody else should have done it. You know who they wanted to do it? Brian Cranston. That no. was that was everybody's. He would have been just like all the other. I think so too. Yeah. Now Jesse Eisenberg, um, I didn't know what to. I, I'd, all I'd heard is like, oh, he's terrible as Lex Luthor. So I went in with this open mind, and I was like, no, he's really fun as Lex Luthor. It's a fun performance. It's Because um, neither of us loved the Kevin Spacey Lex no. Luthor. It's one of those performances where he just... Uh, we saw the trailer and one of the extras for Suicide Squad, and Jared Leto is playing the Joker. And it looks to me a similar situation. Jared Leto is absolutely having fun and getting into that Joker. He's like, this is my Joker, it's not like the other ones. It's going to be fucked up and everything, but I'm just having fun. Like, I'm going to be this Joker, you, you know. And I think this is what Jesse Eisenberg did here. I think his whole headspace was like, this is a different Lex Luthor. It's my Lex Luthor, and it's going to be a bit weird. There's a speech he gives in the middle. It's perfect. I thought that speech was awesome. It's nervous. He's not He's not very good with people, really, is he? He's like, um, he's a nervous... We like an, like one of those uh, like they say they based him on like a Google guy or not they didn't say Facebook but that kind of thing like a a startup entrepreneur kind of guy. He's a bit nervous. He wears his nerdy T-shirts. He's a little bit odd. He stammers a little bit. I really like maniacal. It. Yeah, but it, but when it comes down to it, the whole core of a Lex Luthor character is he's an absolute maniac. He's yeah. a maniac. And he's only out for one thing, and he's doing his little thing. He convinces this dude to let him have access to some things that he probably should never have had access to. And what comes of it is devastation, really. I mean, he's just a nut. But I liked it. I like Jesse Eisenberg in this. I don't care what little people say. I thought it was really good. Did you like him? Did you? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I mean, he has moments where you're like, just tone it down a tiny bit, but... I get why they want him to be a nutbag, because that's the, the only way that a person could go that far in this kind of, not reality grounded, but that's where we're going, a little less comic booky. So he kind of skirts the comic bookiness, but he's also, I get it, like if he's dead set on an idea, then his like weirdness kind of helps him overlook all the evil stuff that he's doing. We got um, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. We mentioned him earlier. Jeremy Irons, I really like him. He plays Alfred. He's kind of a cynical Alfred. It's not the same Alfred. You're in... He ain't Michael Caine. Kind of cynical. Yeah, he's not Michael Caine. But also, what I really liked about this new Alfred is how skilled he is. Like, you see him building the Batmobile at one point. That's he's, totally he's new. He's getting a cup of tea for uh, Mr. Wayne, and he's also building a Batmobile. He's like, he's the jack of all trades. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Because, you know, every Batman needs a very helping... And next, he'll need a Robin. Don't know who that'll be, but they'll get a Robin for him at, at some point. Um, 
And then finally, I didn't put him down on he, on this thing, but Lawrence Fishburne returns as the uh, J. Jonah Jameson guy. <laughs> it's not J. Jonah Jameson, but it's the head of the newspaper. Yeah, he's fine, but he could be anybody. Yeah, but I think he lightened up a lot in this one. He was very yeah. serious in Man of Steel, and I didn't really get him that much. I didn't like him. But in this one, I liked his little... Like, how he's kind of pissed off about Clark Kent disappearing all the time, and like, he's... I always think that that boss character is like a stone's throw away from knowing Superman is Clark Kent, and he's it's always on the, you know, on the trail of that. So um, this is directed by Zack Snyder. We mentioned earlier, he's a very divisive director. People don't want him to make DC movies anymore after this one, and after Man of Steel because they were down on that too. Um, he's made a lot of I well, he started with Three Hundred, which is a really cool. Sword and Sandals type movie. What else did he do? Sucker Punch. He did um, Watchmen. He did this one. He did Man of Steel. He does really big, uh, very... He has a very distinct style. It's like a, a graphic novel, I think. He's very attention to detail. Everything looks very deliberate. There's a stylized thing to this. this. He likes slow motion. He likes CGI stuff. What? What did you think of the CGI in this movie? Do you think it was some was uh, questionable, but overall it's good. I mean, the big I giant mean, fight scenes because there's so much happening. Yeah, it doesn't. It kind of blurs a little bit, and mm-hmm. but I don't know how it would look. So I don't know what it would be like on the ground. But it's darkish and well, it's a little that, too. I think that's where he excels a little bit because Zack Snyder has such a style to his things when this battle is going on there's a there's a comic book style to it he almost forgets the backgrounds and we're just looking at the fighters and it you know you're not looking at the real world in the background so much you're just looking at this like very close up fight that's going on and sometimes they go up into space and sometimes they you know it's an epic fight that's happening but because of his style it doesn't look like where you're going, oh my god, I've got to close my eyes and CG's like, like really, you know. Like. Sometimes I did. See, for me, I, I was thinking the style helped the whole... People who don't have a style and try to make it look exactly real, they're the ones where you're like, oh shit, rubber rubber body flying through the air, rubber body, oh shit, that, that building doesn't really look like it's there. It crashes into a building, it doesn't seem right, you know. In here, you get everything. You get bloody, you get a battle in space. What more do you want? There's no battle in space. They were just up there. I mean, they go into space. Barely. Don't awesome. over. Don't over excite people. Oh, I think that was exciting. Personally, I, that was. I was like, wow. That you know, there's no. In the future, especially, there's no. Um, in these movies, no limits. We could have anything with Superman. He could. You know, I don't know. He could fly around the world and turn back time, <laughs> so none of this happens. So, um, Zack yeah, Snyder. why doesn't he? So Zack Snyder, um, I I'm just a big fan of him. I don't, I've liked all his stuff. I understand some people say he's just too MTV. He used to make music videos, and I see that, but I think it works in his um, movies, like Sucker Punch. People said, well, it was too much like a big music video, and that's true if you look at it superficially. Like, I mean, yes, there are scenes with music and fighting and stuff, which could be a music video. But there is a there's a whole story to it. It's a really interesting, meaningful story in the, in between all that. So, I don't know. Extras on this Blu-ray. Batman vs. Superman. There is three discs. You get the DVD, you get the theatrical Blu-ray, you get the Ultimate Edition Blu-ray. Um, there are a bunch of extras, which it doesn't list on the back page, which is great for us, because well, now we'll have to remember them. Excellent, fe- excellent featurettes. They're long. They're all about 20 minutes each. They're not like three minutes a piece where you're like, oh God, is that it? But the first one, superb. It shows you, in this movie, they set up the Justice League, but it takes you step by step if you don't know anything about it. This is who Aquaman is. This is who we've cast as Aquaman. You can expect an Aquaman movie then. It does that with The Flash. It does it with Wonder Woman. Who else does it do it with? Cyborg. Cyborg. I didn't know who Cyborg was, so to, for them to tell me the whole thing, I was like, yeah, that's cool. So that really, sh- it's really cool. It sh- it's like the origins of all those characters and what their their plans are to make movies out of them. 
Um, and then there's one, then there's a featurette for each of the main characters in this movie. There's one for Batman, one for Wonder Woman, one for Superman. Then there's one about like the origins of Wonder Woman, which I thought was really interesting. It goes through like, you know, when she was, it even has the son of the guy who invented Wonder Woman, who's actually an old guy. And the story guy. of how Wonder Woman came about. And how Wonder Woman came about and how she changed throughout all the years. You even get lots of clips from uh, the Linda Carter, um, version of Wonder Woman, which we all know and love. Which is on MeTV probably this evening in a very short amount of time. Probably, probably right on now, now actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you see all the Wonder Woman throughout the ages. You see a featurette about Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Lex Luthor. You get to get... He talks a bit about it, which I was like, oh yeah, it's, I understand where you're coming from. You see him on set doing it. You see him get his head shaved. Spoilers. Uh, but the extras are really good. They're on the... Uh, if you put the Ultimate Edition disc in, there's no extras on that because it's three hours long. You have to put the other disc in with the theatrical cut. All the extras are on that one. But um, I thought they were all excellent. Interesting to watch. Lots of interviews with Zack Snyder and his wife. Um, really good. So in conclusion on Batman v Superman, um, I think it's a worthy successor to Man of Steel. I'm really interested now. I love the Marvel Universe. The DC Universe... I like how it's quite different to the Marvel Universe in tone. Marvel Universe is more slapsticky, funny, comic book, enjoyable, silly sometimes. This is not that. It's the opposite <laughs> no. of it. So I do like that they're taking that approach of having a different take. We saw the uh, Suicide Squad trailer at the beginning of this movie. That looks like it kind of goes the other way a little bit. It's a bit more silly, but it also looks gritty as well. So, you know, I, I like what they're doing here with DC movies. Interested to see the next ones. What did you think of this one in general? I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed all of it. I was in it. I'm well it made. Good. Was well made. It's a little up its own ass at times, but I can accept that. It's big, big to do. You know, I have no comic book link, so I couldn't give a shit about Batman versus uh, Superman at all. Like I couldn't. The question of who would beat who is as important to me as what grain of dirt is stuck to the bottom of my shoe. Don't give a shit. But introducing it to me like this after I've seen them in movies and getting to know who they are through different versions of their origin stories or whatever, I, I'm I'm good with it. I had a good time. I did too. I thought it was really, really... I've been looking forward to this movie like all this year, so it, it did not disappoint me. So... If you're in the mind of you didn't like it theatrically, there is this new ultimate cut with 30 minutes extra. Maybe give it a look. Maybe it'll change your mind. Maybe that 30 minutes is enough to elevate the movie a bit. Fill in some of the gaps. You know? So, uh, thank you to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray. Uh, if you want to enter a contest, you can win a copy of the Adderall Diaries. Go to aschoolie.com and win a copy on Blu-ray. Next week's Blu-ray review will be The Invitation. It's a horror movie. We'll be looking at that next week. The Invitation. Movie recommendations for this week. I am going with on the subject of Batman v Superman. It's not Batman vs. Superman. It's Batman v Superman. Um, so I'm going on that. So I'm going to recommend Man of Steel. Because I do think Man of Steel is fantastic. It's an awesome origin story of uh, this version of Superman. You should see it. And the other one I'm going to go with is Sucker Punch. Uh, it's Zack Snyder's... It's his own creation. It's not based on a comic book. He just wrote it all himself. It's a really... I just love it. It's just a really cool, very odd movie. It's not like another movie. I can't even compare it to something else. It's nope. very different to other movies. And I think that's why people give it some shit. Because it wasn't... They wanted another superhero movie or something like that. And it isn't that exactly. It's kind of a little bit odd. So, your uh, recommendations are? This time around, I'm in the bees still, giving you every movie I've ever seen that I'm trying to keep track of on my IMDb list, and I'm into... Where am I up to? Okay, I've got Bananas, which is Woody... Woody Allen. Allen. Funny in the day. So back in college, I remember. It's a wacky. It's a wacky, you know, bananas. It's Slap bananas. Sticky. Yes. But in the time I was in college, it seemed I was being impressive because I was watching Woody Allen. Couldn't, don't care now. But uh, Band of Outsiders is one I couldn't remember, but I know we watched it together. Is yeah, it that it black was, and um, white? It was the one in France, and they were like a 
they're in like a cafe and they're like cool looking yes smoked yes all the time. i yeah. loved i mm. i could envision it all i just couldn't place and it was a they rode French, scooters you're like right kind of cool. i love that and bandits bandits is billy bob thornton and correct bruce willis, willis. yeah not great no it's all right though for a, for a fun barbarella Right awesome. Up there. Awesome. Awesome, movie. awesome. Now, if any movie screams to be remade with modern technology, although I'm very loyal to the original. We originals, saw it on Blu-ray and it's just an awesome movie. It is. It's awesome it's and been, weird. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's weird. Just, There's nothing like If you want to make a series about Barbarella and the weird people and creatures that she encounters, I'm giving the Hollywood Orgasmatron permission. 9000 <laughs> yes. that you get stuck in. <laughs> and of course we have Barton Fink. Another weird one, but I really liked it. The also Co- of its Coen time. Brothers. You know, kind of trying to be weird and odd, and uh, but a good one. So there we have it. Bananas, Band of Outsiders, which is not an English movie. Um, like it's subtitled. Yeah, it's Bandits, French. which is kind of all big stars. I think who just wanted to make a low budget movie, and make a bunch of money. Barbarella, which is Jane Fonda of the early seventies. I'm guessing. I didn't look up the year. Yeah, 70s. it's wacky. Like yeah, it's like it's her in the beginning, uh, floating and taking her clothes off. It's psychedelic. Yes, you need to take drugs it. probably <laughs> to really get it. Have but, a nice big glass of wine. But with no just, drugs, it is just like you're like this is. I love that this got made. It's weird that, that somebody yeah, made this. You may like. not love it, but I loved it. And then Barton Fink. Right. Oh, that's my recommendation. All right, so games and a Scully stuff for this week. I uh, we actually watched another movie this week, um, mm-hmm. which I want to mention. It's called Turbo Kid. It was a fantastic movie. <laughs> what did you think of this Turbo Loved Kid? Loved it. It's like a movie... You probably never heard of it. And it's really difficult to get hold of on Blu-ray. I went to Amazon and it isn't on there. And then I went to TurboKid.com and you can buy it directly from their website. It's not on any of the streaming services. It's really hard to find. Like It's odd, you know, it's like they don't want you to see it. But I say do see it. Because... <laughs> It's a love letter to the 1980s B-movies. The kind of movie you went to go and rent on VHS on a Saturday night and there was a picture on the cover that looked cool. Maybe a kid on a BMX riding across the wasteland and you thought, oh, I'll watch that, take it home. And it turned out to be like a hidden gem that you love. Here's, it, here's what it is. It was made in 2015. Yep. Right? They've set it in 1997 yep. as the future. Because yep. the opening says, the future. It's 1997. And it is harken everything from the 80s that is trashy and weird and Mad Max mixed with Karate Kid. Like everything, Karate Kid, Spielberg stuff, just everything. Yeah, with science fiction and futuristic weird shit that we're not even... 80s music. To this point, yeah. It's not 80s music, but they've made some new 80s music that sounds just like 80s music. Exactly. So the whole thing comes off like this 80s love letter. And it really does. It doesn't, it never felt to me like, oh, they're just trying too hard to make this be that. It felt to me like, no, these people love that and they want to do their version of it. It's a post, it's mad, well, it says it on the box and it's a really good quote. Sometimes I don't like quoting boxes, but on the back of the box it says, it is like Mad Max with BMX bikes. And that is what it is. It is. There are scenes where you're like, okay, this is the chase from Mad Max, but they're on bikes. It's not quite as fast. And, <laughs> they're going pretty slow. And you have to think from the point of view of in that world, because yep. it's not menacing at all. It's comical. It's but funny. yet, if you're in that post-apocalyptic, as of course the post-apocalyptic uh, nuclear wasteland kind of shit, that's the story we're going with, um, that if everything else is dead and gone... And this guy who shows up with the skull mask and some on a football BMX. things, and he's and you don't have a BMX, so you cannot get away. It's pretty menacing. Yeah, so BMX is the main form of transport. Uh, there, are, there, there are no cars or anything like that. Um, people are, wear Mad Max type costumes. <laughs> Our hero Turbo Kid meets this cool girl who's just one of the best things I've seen in movies. She's just no spoilers for this. No, uh, but she is just awesome, it, charming, awesome. and. From the beginning, I was like, holy crap, she's so good. Like, we said, we watched uh, uh, Allegiance last week, and, like, the characters felt a bit flat. But this character is just full of character from the second you meet her. All of them are. Yeah. And within within seconds, you are, with a few visual cues and a couple of lines, you are 
fully in. Like, the, the, even the bad guys who are over the top and everybody in between. And it's also super gory, like an Ash vs. <laughs> Evil Dead. Funny gory. Or, uh, what's that one? A lot. Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Brain Dead. Like, crazy, over-the-top over gore. Over-the-top, yeah. yeah. Heads like, where it's fake off. blood and yeah. fake guts and fake eyeballs and fake heads that look latex. They don't bother to really make them look 100% But that's what real. makes it... It adds to the whole yeah. vibe of, oh, you're watching a movie from the 80s that's kind of cheap on video. It's awesome. It's Turbo Kid. The, the Blu-ray is fantastic. When you put the Blu-ray in, the menu <laughs> is like you're looking at an old Laserdisc player. It's just the menu. The blue screen that you, you see when you put in a... When you turn your laser displayer on with like, and the tracking's kind of off, it kind of looks like a VHS a little bit. It's just really cool. The whole thing, the whole package. It's really hard to find, like I say, but please try and find it. Turbokid.com, you can go and buy it on there. Um, and the game I've been playing this week is Just Cause 3. I've talked about it before. There's some DLC for it, uh, that just came out. You can now be in a mech. Uh, you're just running around this island trying to liberate it for the people, and you can f- use a wingsuit, and you can parachute, and you can steal vehicles. It's really cool. I recommend it. So, Sid Talk, what is for dinner? Jimmy John's. I'm too freaking hot to do anything else. I was going to make rice, but then I was like, ah, Jimmy John's. And we watching Spanguli tonight, which is something. Cobra. Something Col- of the Cobra. It's either Cult of cult the Cobra. Of the cobra okay, there you go. Yeah. And my advice is, not like me, but myself, I did this to myself this week about this whole movie series or franchise convincing myself giving the points the pros and the cons why am i opposed to it why don't i consider it you know expansion of the movie universe that i already love so much so i'm giving myself this discussion like i'm in a debate with myself and it kind of worked not that I wouldn't hold on to the idea that i don't want every movie to be this i don't want to go to every movie and think oh are they just gonna leave me at a cliffhanger, leave me halfway through so that in three years I can watch another movie with the sequel. I don't want every movie writer, every director, every story to be, well, we hope we get another one. I don't want that, because that would suck. That yeah. would, that's not telling you a story. I don't mind the big Hollywood shazam, literally, about, you know, we want to string you along for a while, we want to make billions of dollars, and in the meantime, we're going to entertain you. I, I'm coming to accept that. But I don't want every story to be that way. So I'm mixed. But at least I've come around to letting it in. The idea of it. And if you let somebody else, maybe, try to explain something you don't agree with, it doesn't mean you have to take it on and then agree with them. It means you take on the bits and pieces that make sense. You can fight it if you want. Uh, I'm talking about anything. It could be political. It could be religious. It could be like a movie trying to sell you on how good or bad a movie is or a song or a coffee cup. I don't care. If in the beginning you are absolute about a thing and someone can come along and they are absolute and theirs is the opposite, you have to wonder why. What, what are the bullet points in my head that make me think this? Boom. This is it. I'm, I'm unwavering. I'm uncompromising. What are the things? What are the bits and pieces? What are the ingredients of this cake of mine in my mind that makes it so good? And what is theirs? Like, they're equally as committed to their how good their cake is. We're, we're fighting about how good our cakes are. Well, let me hear what your ingredients are. Let me hear what are the bullet points of why you think that about Hillary Clinton. Why do you think that about Donald Trump? Why do you think that about Black Lives Matter? Why do you think that about anti-Black Lives Matter? Why do you think that about the approach to terrorism in the world? Why do you think that about building a wall between us and Mexico? Like, there are so many things that that make people absolute opposites. And I'm not saying to go at somebody who, like, if I say we shouldn't have a wall, and you think we should, and then after a half an hour, I'm going to go, okay, okay, let's build a wall. That's not what I mean. I want you to give me some reasons to rethink. And if I still come to my same conclusion, that I've rethought all of your points that you've given me rationally and they logical and some of them aren't and some of them are bullshit, and then I go, well, you know what? Maybe I need to look at this from a different angle. Hmm. Whatever it is. If it's you telling me that a cup of tea with milk in it is better and I'm like, ugh, well, I've tasted it and I know it's not better. <laughs> but it is better. <laughs> For me, I'm not going to drink my tea with milk in it. 
I've tried it. I've, I've examined your point of view from the basic point of actually putting it in my mouth and tasting it. Ideas are different. You can't always live out somebody's ideas and live out somebody's thing if it's a different religious philosophy or a non-religious philosophy. Or you can't become a Republican just because someone says, okay, I want you to try out this conservative. I'm going to plug it in and you're going to be conservative for a while. It doesn't work that way. But if you just take their filter that they're looking at the world through and try it, right? doesn't mean you have to compromise yourself. It doesn't mean you have to give up on what you believe in. Because... If somebody else that you respect and admire and think, well, they're an intelligent human being, and how did they come to that conclusion? The only way you're going to find out is if you try to let them sell you the idea. you know. And they're going to do it with great fervor and great commitment and great conviction, and they're going to hope to change your mind. That doesn't mean they have to. It means that you can rethink, regroup, and come out the other end either with more information, which is all we can ever hope for, you know? Or you're just at the same point you were before, which it doesn't do you any harm. So that's it. All right. That's good, some good damn advice right Good there. advice. Let me remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com and sitar.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store. You can catch it on the Google Play uh, if you're on Android. You can also catch it on the RSS feed, aschoolie.com slash podcast. You can subscribe there or just listen there on the page if you want. You can email feedback to me at aschoolie at Don't email Sid Talk. She really doesn't want your bullshit. Unless you want to convince me of something. And finally, um, I'm going to say stay classy Mr. Zack Snyder. I don't care what other people say about him. Stop. You know, it's like Michael Bay. Trying to tar people with a brush and then give them a bad name. And what if just... somebody were to point out to you all the reasons that they don't like him? What well, would be the solution? If someone's trying to convince you that a movie actually sucks, what's the solution? I'm going to rewatch the movie take what they say into consideration, yep. and at the other end, you're either going to say, look, I still love it, and I get it. I understand what you're saying. The CGI sucks, the story's a little flimsy, this and that and the other. However, I still love it. I can respect that you don't. That's the, wor- that's the, that's the worst that can happen. Yep. Even if you change your view and all of a sudden go, oh my god, it does suck. I mean, no harm, no foul. It's no big deal, right? Yeah, and that, uh, you know... I uh, go on record as I don't really like Woody Allen movies. I've tried. I've watched them. They don't do anything for me. Spike Lee movies, also the same. Uh, One or two I've liked. Most. There's something about them. So I can understand why you wouldn't like a Zack Snyder movie, because there's something, like when I watch a Spike Lee movie, something activates in you that kind of puts you off it in some way. But um, go back and watch Watchmen. It's a good movie, Watchmen. Well, then you need to go back and watch Spike Lee movies. Yeah, I think I'll go and watch Bamboozled again tonight. It's the one that you're least fond of. Yep. It really makes me crazy. It's so bad. All right, so, um, yeah, goodbye, and uh, thanks for listening. And I'm going to say think for yourself, or someone's doing it for you.